What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode five of Dark Side Thoughts. Um, we got the whole gang back. We got myself, Mr. Alex. We have uh, Mr. Cooler, Lil E. Langston, and Tab the Destroyer. Um, and he's always going to shake his head at that. Like, I don't, I don't know what else he's expecting. Um, but yeah, we're, we're back um, here to discuss the Dino. I forgot his last name. Bravo. Dino Bravo? Yes. Is that, okay. You know Bravo or um, as his regular name, Adolfo um, Bresciano or Brescia. Well, I think it was either one of them. Uh, I forgot the last name. But um, come from apparently there's actually mafia in Canada. Who fucking knew? Like, Ashore was right. Mr. Kula was right. The yeah. First time ever. I'm just. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, but um, it, it was an interesting. It was an interesting episode because like we we talked about it last week. How like we wanted to see some like how we want to see some mafioso shit like within the wrestling world which as big as the wrestling world is like okay. you would have to assume that not that it has a direct tie to like a uh, wrestling promotion per se because it didn't really have a direct tie to the promotion or anything it was just something that happened after the fact but either way like the fact that it involved a wrestler um and it revolves around his death like it was it's, it's a pretty pretty crazy episode to see the dynamic from him like from Dino Bravo being a wrestler and then becoming a promoter and co and pretty much co-owner of the international wrestling, was it called in Canada? Yeah. In Montreal and Quebec. And, uh, from going from that to trying to compete with WWF at the time. And, uh, it was just super interesting. Um, and I, it, it did open up some eyes to like, to see how a lot of people went from Canada to, um, to WWF, like, and how much of a fucking, not, not beast, um, Vince McMahon is, but just like the savviness that, that, you know, that he is, that he has in business in terms of like, um, getting the wrestlers in, like he, he was just killing the competition from the U S all the way up to Canada. And, uh, that's what led him ultimately to the life of crime as being an enforcer for the mafia and, um, in Canada. But, uh, it was a good, when it was insightful uh and i, I like the episode what what did you guys think cigarettes and alcohol i mean it's, i didn't think cigarette smuggling was still really a thing you know even in the 80s yeah but was getting that tax money from that okay that's why they were able to sell so long wow. it just totally it's sad you know but you know what do you expect from, you know, it wasn't a regular nine to five job he got. He was an enforcer for a mafia family, you know? That he was related to, technically, like. Um, which was another crazy thing, like, which it, it's not crazy because, like, you always get the stigma, like, if you're Italian, oh, you must be part of the mafia or the mob or whatever. Like, if uh, you, you might say, oh, I know people and be like, yeah, but, like, anybody can know people, like. I know people of a certain gang that I shouldn't like even say anything about, but um, yeah, I know where I'm from. So exactly that, that face, that cool is putting exactly. Um, but, um, not added nothing. Exactly. <laughs> don't add in anything. But um, the thing is like, 
yeah, we all have those connections, but he had a direct connection. Like it, it was there all the time. And um it was only till like he made it to the WWF and started spending big. And once he got the big money from the WWF, like he he went to that um life of crime because he was no longer needed. Like pretty much what's happening now with the people that get into WWE from being in the indies or from other spots, like the same shit is still happening today that happened in the early nineties or late nineties. Like, uh, well, early nineties, actually, um, you get in, you got this promise, you got this great contract. You're like, Holy shit. I'm be, I'm in WWE. And after a couple of years, if you're deemed surplus, the requirements get the fuck out. Um, or you just contract locked for a, for a long ass time doing fucking main event bullshit. Like, um, I mean, or they not main event stuff, but you know, like just getting lost in the shuffle in the mid card and shit. Like being on the the main event show and not the main event. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. And he wasn't taken seriously either. So. No, he wasn't. Like, because he, he was a high. When he came to WWE, the yeah, block he there was crazy to me. Like that, the, that was nuts. The that, fact that was you fucked up. That. Like, if you can't do it, if you can't embrace it after a while, fuck it. You should live with it before you actually go onto the stage with that. Because if you can't embrace that by yourself as who you are, maybe you shouldn't do it. Because it's not it's not going to translate well. And it didn't. The thing is, the problem is, like, we've he was the top guy. He was used to being the top guy because he booked himself as the top guy. He was the head promoter. He booked himself as the top guy in um, international wrestling in Montreal and his promotion and whatnot. And for you to be the top guy, booking yourself as the top guy, everybody's around you. And there were reasons why people were leaving because like, you know, they thought they could be top guys. And like, as a good promoter, like you would eventually see like, hey, I do have another roster. I can give myself some time. I can step back. He didn't do that. He didn't push anybody else. He didn't put anybody else over. It mainly revolved around him. So I could see the reasoning for people wanting to leave after a while. Like he was a hot shit in Canada for a long ass time but after a while like as a wrestler you're gonna be you're gonna get tired of that shit and they explained that like you you get tired of not being the top guy like he's always the top guy he's always the top guy he's always the top guy yeah you're the owner but after a while like look at what AEW is doing like the four vps have any of them really been champion no yeah so like it's it's besides kenny and as tag team uh, you know what i mean yeah but like it's it's still like they they knew where to limit themselves. Maybe in a couple of years they might be like the top guys, but like right now they know what they have to do. You gotta put other people over and put your brand up. He wasn't doing that, so they started leaving the WWF, and then after that, like he had to follow because they were he was taking Vince was taking all their stars, yeah, all the, their stars. The Mountie, um, who was it, Don Morocco? Yeah, he and he was big. The Martel, like, yeah, Andre. Like, yeah, Andre. Yeah. Andre was fucking huge, and they they weren't even teasing matches between Hulk Hogan and uh, and Dino Bravo in Montreal. But Vince didn't want to do it because he was scared yeah. about you know Hulk Hogan not being the shit in Montreal. So that's when he just started calling people over, and he was just like, <laughs> and he just started pulling all his wrestlers. You roll your eyes, but you still laugh. And um, but that's that's what happened, and. He got stuck in the shuffle just like a lot of stuff, like EC3, Eric Young, I'm sorry? I said pretty much like everyone that just got released. Yeah. 
And it's just like WWE is no different. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, it is different from back then. But in terms of that type of stuff, it's no different. It's yeah. no different at all. Um, it's the same the same boss and it's the same structure. So it's, it's really it's not. Like, there's a lot of hype and then they get there. It fizzles out, and then before you know it, they're just fed up with the company. Yeah. So it's like a never-ending cycle. Well, it's, to me, I don't know. It's just crazy, like, Jimmy Hart even had him over. Yeah. And and then they took Jimmy Hart from him. I don't get things like that where you have, have, I don't, I I don't get it. Like, you, you put him over for a while and then I guess when you want them to not be over you get rid of them like you, you just put them out in the sun like a fucking raisin I mean you can't keep Jimmy Hart on forever. you can't but you can also having Jimmy Hart was akin to having um, Paul Heyman with Lesnar like not that he was the Lesnar of the day obviously because you had Andre the Giant you had Warrior you had um Hulk Hogan, you had all you had all these people. You had fucking Superfly at the time as well. So like, the thing is, you you could have elevated him to legit main event status with Jimmy Hart, but they didn't do that. Um, and the thing is, he got frustrated because of the fact that like he was the top shit because he booked himself that way. He wasn't used to not being the top guy, and uh, it's just. One of those things, like, well, you kind of set yourself up for that, you know, like, kind of, kind of reap what you sow in terms of like, I'm gonna book myself the top uh, as a top guy the whole time, and nobody else is gonna be the top guy. But then once you get to the bigger promotion, people, people are way not better than you because who's to say people were actually better wrestlers than him? But people were just higher in the in the marketing chain, let's say, because that's basically what they do in the WWE. If you market. Good, your top guy. If you can't, you're not going to. Man, he wasn't. I, think, I don't think like it was a problem with him being the top guy. Um, with international wrestling, like you said, it was him constantly booking himself. But if he did like share the wealth, if he shared the love a little bit more, maybe yeah. he wouldn't have been in the predicament he was in when he went to WWF at the time. Yeah, because the, the guys end up getting bigger offers, like. You're gonna get a bigger offer from this one place that's noticing you, that's pretty much taking over the world. Meanwhile, the one company that you're loyal to, the one guy that you're loyal to, the three guys really, because it was a promotion of um, it was three promoters for the company. They're only booking this one guy. After a while, you're gonna get tired. Like I don't want to keep fighting this guy. I don't want to have to keep tagging with this guy. I want to I want to be in the main event without him. Like. And pretty much what happened, what happened was like he wore himself out. So it's pretty much like I don't want to say the downfall is his fault because it's not, but like the downfall of his wrestling career kind of is. He wore himself out. He didn't know. He didn't utilize anyone else around him. He didn't even utilize taking time off for himself. What ended up happening was he he made himself such a big fish in a small pond when he went to WWE. All of the fish. To the same size, maybe a, a couple might be bigger than you, and we're gonna have to shuffle some things up so we can't utilize you that much. So we have to utilize other people. You're gonna get mad because you're not main event for for a month. And, and Hi, exactly, people yeah. talk about you. So that's pretty much what happened. It 
It's just between that and a lot of people, whether they say it or not, a lot of people didn't like him. They said he had a, a temper. Yeah. I mean, but it's not the tempers. It's not the first time somebody, you know, hated in the locker room that gets over, you know? Yeah. So, and it's more like he couldn't connect with the fans. They said he had such a hard time connecting with the fans. His promo skills weren't that great, thick accent. That's yeah. He needed Jimmy Hart. That's why he suffered when they took they took him away. He just couldn't keep up. He couldn't. He couldn't swim in the big in the big pool. Definitely, definitely true. So I don't know, like what could have been an actual. It, it, it might have. It, to me, it seems like it was all political. Because, uh, yeah. Like if they're not gonna, if they're not pushing you, they're not pushing you for a reason. Because like, this is the thing. Like he said. Like to, like E said, um, promo skills. You have to be able to sell yourself. Look at Shinsuke. If you can't talk English, if you can't be understood, ask the same thing. Exactly. And they're two of the best in the world at what they do easily, hands down. But the problem is you can't fucking talk. Um, or you can't, you can talk, but you can't communicate in the correct language that people want to hear you in, not that the languages are correct, but you know, if you're in English, like if you're in America, they want to hear you in English. Unfortunately, that's the fucking hard truth. Even him from coming from Canada, when the fuck, when the documentary started, not documentary, but when the episode started, I'm watching this shit and all of a sudden, the fuck is so funny. <laughs> I'm an asshole and I'm happy. Yeah, to have I know. All right, English. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> unmute yourself unmute yourself you're a fucking asshole but, uh, unmute yourself anyway but the thing is like him when the, when the episode started and they started speaking in like French and stuff and I'm, even my own thought was like yeah I gotta why, read why aren't you in English like that, that was my first thought and it's so fucked up that that was my first thought but that was my first thought I'm like you're in Canada you can speak English. Why are you doing? Why are you doing French? But then once she started speaking English, right. once she started speaking English, I was like, "Oh, yeah. right." I was like, "I forgot." A lot of you, I was like, "You're speaking the not so French French, but you're still speaking French, like you know." The language of the area because they're yeah, still in Quebec, exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, but so so yeah, like that. That's a big thing. Like if you can't talk, if you can't like express yourself to the crowd, then and if you can't be understood, then that's that's a big thing of leading to to downfall. We still see that today with a lot of people, even if they speak English, they just suck at promos and they can't get across. You know, so yeah, or just relating to the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much the same reason why I haven't watched um, Parasite yet. Like I don't want to read the whole damn movie, so. Just to say what you were saying, like it did bother me as well. Just watching uh, Dark Side the episode this week, and just it the the way they started with the like with um with the subtitles, it did bother me as well. Then I'm like, shit, I just have to, I have to watch. It didn't bother me. It just confused me for a second. Like me, I'm I'm used to watching stuff with subtitles. I'm used to watching foreign films like Parasite. I'm used to watching a shitload of anime and all that stuff. And if if they subtitled New Japan, and they didn't have English commentary, I would still watch it too. But the thing is, like, I, it just caught me off guard where I was just like, wait, it's Canada. Like, so it just confused me for a second. Like, but I know a lot of people do not like to have 
subtitles to read. Like you said, like you haven't watched Parasite. Like I know people that watch anime in English that are just like, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to read. I'm just I like, like for me, I felt like I needed that warning, and I I had none. <laughs> like I, I just wasn't ready for it. Like I have to be ready to watch a, a movie or a TV show with subtitles for the whole duration of whatever I'm watching. It wasn't bad. Like it it it, it can come across very well depending on what you're watching. But like it, like I said, it depends on what you're watching. So, how did you feel about the the subtitles, E? I normally tried listening to the episodes as I drive. I couldn't do it with this one. I had to once I heard the the, the French or whatever dialect that was speaking. It was it was French. <laughs> it was French. <laughs> once I heard she was speaking in French, I like pulled over me and like, what the fuck? but yeah. It was, it was different. It was different. What about you, Tub? I mean, I'm the same like you. Like I watch a lot of animes and whatnot, so I really didn't mind the, the subtitles. Yeah, my thing was like you seen like in the last couple of weeks, I would text you guys the um about the show that it like it's out now, and three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. That's a no. That's a no-go. I'm laying down and I'm not, I'm paying attention, but I'm not really paying attention. Yeah. So it's like, like I said, I just had to be ready. But that's, that's also because you're watching it at three or four o'clock in the morning. So yeah. <laughs> you're not going to want to do all that shit at that time. Yeah, like I got um, 100% attention right now. <laughs> all right, so let's get into like his, like the whole mafia thing. Like after he left the WWF, like that, that that's a fucking crazy hit. Seven times to the chest and four in the face. Like it was the other way around. My bad. It was the other way around. Seven times to the head, four in the face, like four in the chest. Um sorry. It's it's a lot. That's that's I didn't know the head can hold that many bullets. I mean you could shoot anything eleven times. Yeah, but it it also and this is the thing your house though, like at that's that doesn't sound like that's that far of a distance that's that's kind of close range and and this is my this is the crazy thing one thing that i picked up from it that like struck me very fucking odd so the daughter said or the mom i don't remember if it was the daughter or the mom or um or his wife but like the daughter said that they went to a ballet right or some shit like that yeah they left at 9 p.m yeah and they came back at 12 for a ballet does uh, it, yeah. That, that kind of like threw me off a bit. I was like, "You're gonna go at a nine o'clock for a ballet?" Most ballets, fortunately, I've been to a couple. Maybe most ballets start like around seven thirty, eight o'clock. I would understand, or even seven o'clock, because you have the intermission in between, depending on what you're gonna go watch. Um, I know when I went to go see Swan Lake one time for like Valentine's Day and shit, like they had an intermission in between, so like it's at least three hours. Um, so for you to be from a ballet starting at nine o'clock for me, or even if you left at nine and you came back after twelve thirty, depending on how far the the yeah. theater is, like I'm saying, maybe half an hour, maybe twenty to half an hour. Like it's just weird for you to leave at specifically nine p.m. when he's about to watch a hockey game and then come back after. I don't think the time is really that correct. It's probably not. It probably isn't. 
but it just struck me odd when I, when I saw that. I was just like, mm, something seems weird. It sounds like the show started at nine to me. Like to me, that's what I like. The show started at nine. As a but point. a ballet wouldn't start at nine, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even back then. Yeah. Not even Canada. I don't think at least. I don't think so either. But I, I don't know. Something. It's, it's something there. I don't want to say it's in the family, but at the same time, I mean, some- technically might be in the family because his family was part of the mafia. Like his, what was it? The Catroni or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like his uncle was in the mafia. Like ex wrestler from the, from the thirties. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, It's just, it was just, yeah. Everything about it was really weird though. Like, and the fact that like, there was barely any evidence. No, they left Um, two guns. No, they left two guns. They left a 22 at a 308, which was weird. Yeah, um, because a 308 round is we've we've shot 308s at, um in Pennsylvania. 308 round is like about that big. So the casing is like about that big, the caliber. 22s are like almost a step above pea shooters, but um still kill you, obviously. But like uh, and that's the other thing. Like, it's weird for me. Like if you do a hit, right? Let's say you're doing a hit. Yes, tell me if you're doing it. You're gonna leave the guns? <laughs> Why would you leave the guns? Catching this shit. What has happened then? <laughs> <laughs> if you were to go hit, would you leave the guns? Of course not. Hell no. I'm leaving decoys. I would have to leave decoys and maybe not even leave those. So like that would that's so weird. You wouldn't even leave a decoy, like you'd get in and get out. Like you get in, do the deed, and get the fuck out. And on top of that, like, yeah, which is one thing. Like they were saying that okay, it might be the mafia, it might be tied to the mafia, blah blah. That's an execution style, blah blah. I'm like, I've seen enough movies and read enough documents and seen enough documents documentaries on the documentaries. Sorry, on the uh, on the mafia stuff. Like they they don't really do people like that. It's just one to the back of the head, and you're pretty much done. Maybe two. But um, well, while you're dealing, unfortunately, some mm-hmm. of it, like, like a lot of it, is to send a message and like multiple messages and shit like. Yes, but that's a lot. It's a lot of messages. It's a lot that's of messages. A lot. That's that's excessive, actually. Yeah, I don't like. It could have just been cigarettes and, and alcohol smuggling. It had to have been something else, or yeah. what they said was, or something that they they hit the net, the head on the. Of the nail, like um, I forgot the expression. Whatever, uh, they hit the nail on the head. There you go. And uh, I think it was like they said something about the natives possibly like hiring the bikers and shit to do it because that seems like a biker style fucking type of like yeah. Anarchy. yeah, sounds like anarchy type shit. When they said that, I was like, huh. I was like, yeah, that sounds like something they do. Seeing something of anarchy, we saw in WWE three weeks ago. So like. You know, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird thing. I just can't get the visual of his blonde hair out of my head for some weird reason. It's like, it just didn't work. It was like fake Ric Flair. And the other thing, the one other thing that's like really prevalent is like, the door was unlocked. So clearly he was still sitting in the chair. He knew who it was, probably cool with him and didn't see it coming. Um, they didn't describe anything about like, 
the entry or exit, like if it entered from the back of the head or from the front or anything like that, like because those are big fucking clues. Because if it was somebody he didn't know, you just walk in and pop him from the back like that. That would be it would be pretty much that simple. But they didn't go into the autopsy report like they did in the last episode saying, oh, you know, the ligature marks and everything like they didn't go over all the evidence that was available, which leads me to believe like a lot of this shit was probably hidden because they talked about a lot of corruption back then as well. Um, with the Quebec police and the Montreal police, which I'm not surprised. The Mounties? No, that's different. Mounties are state police. No. Well, shit. Speaking of Mounties, I do want to talk about uh, the the hockey fight. I mean, the 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 fight, the bar fight with the hockey player. Oh, that, oh my god, dude! How you how are you gonna just go and charge somebody <laughs> and damn near get ragdolled as a wrestler too? As a wrestler, you get ragdoll and big ass. Well, well, he was like 18 or 19 at the time, no? The mount he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, you're right. He was He was young, so he didn't have the right footing. He's drunk. He yeah, a little braggadocious. Yeah. Yeah. He just knew he was a wrestler, and, and the hockey player was just like that fake shit, and then fucking Dino. It was over. It was over once Dino got him. <laughs> like you said, oh, like I got him. He's gonna handle it for me. Yeah, well, that's why. I, I mean, it, it was it was pretty. It was pretty. It's pretty like yeah. I mean, that's a big fucking dude, honestly. Like even like when you see the pictures of him and his daughter, and the pictures were just him like with around the other wrestlers. Like he stood out. Like motherfucker was huge. Yeah, and um. So like his arm, his him. arms, yeah, his arms are fucking crazy too. And I was just like, like right now, I can only compare him to Brian Cage. That's fair. That's the only wrestler right now today. Brian Cage is a size, yeah. or, or Lesnar, mm-hmm. or Lesnar. Yeah, those three. EC three is a little bit. He's just he's just short. How about Lashley. Yeah, yeah, very comparable to those four. Actually, yeah, those are those are. A good comparison. Yeah, Fuck. but like, yeah. I, I mean, this and this is a fucked up thing. Like, I understand like the shooters. Whoever the fuck shot him, you do have the twenty twos. He was a big fucking guy, so maybe I do understand why they shot him fucking eleven times. Maybe not seven mm-hmm. times in the head. Like, that's a little excessive. Not a little. That's way excessive. But like. To make sure he's, I don't, I don't know. I, I just don't. It's just fucking weird, man. I just keep thinking about it. Like, you have multiple motives, like of people possibly losing money. One of them asked um, one of the journalists, saying, "Hey, uh, do you think 50k is enough for ki- to kill somebody?" Like, yeah, 50k. He's like, I've seen people get murdered for less, like, or I've heard of people getting murdered for less, especially with the mafia, so um, or any type of gang. Um, that's just that's just uh, that's just you putting your in the door, really. Yeah, you you do this for me, I get you something else. Yeah, job if you do this. The thing was, he was an enforcer, so like, can somebody explain it? Because like, I was kind of I did kind of check out at one fucking moment when they were explaining the whole thing with the cigarettes and like four hundred thousand dollars. I don't know exactly what it was. Does anybody remember or? $50,000 worth of contraband No, but they said that he, they were saying that somebody, that he could have possibly cost the mafia and or oh, the natives $400,000. $400,000. Yeah. 
I've checked out. They were they were um surveilling the warehouse where it was being stored at, and they got mm-hmm. pictures of Dino with the the cocaine supplier. Ah, uh, okay. So when they went to go, they... when the cocaine supplier went to go collect or, or something like that, he got met by the police, and they cost they cost him out four hundred thousand. Oh yeah, that's way easier. To, no, I, but, I mean it's understandable. Wasn't it um weren't they saying like Dino was trying to tell them like instead of letting it sit there for like the three days, just clear it, it out, out immediately. Yeah. Clear it out immediately. And like I think that's where the falling out uh began. Yeah, sometimes you can't act like you're the boss. Even 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 if you do know certain things, hey, you could just put it in there. So I don't I don't know. You gotta follow the hunch, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like, especially yeah. in that type of life. Um, yeah. especially going into like I know they explained, like they talked about him, like, oh, you know, you have you don't know the rules, you gotta learn the rules and shit. Like, but at the same time, like if the dude does have a hunch, if he says, Hey, we should move this shit now, then should probably move the shit now. Um, because of the cops snooping around and whatever. Um, probably cops that couldn't be paid off or bought or whatever so uh but i mean i guess like if you almost cost them 400 grand i i'll never not not that i say like i understand it because like i fully understand it but like i can see why this thing would have happened at the and especially in the 1980s that's a huge fucking number um what is 400k? I think it's probably like 700k today. 400k in 1985. Like commas, not just one. That sounds like two. Go and do the math. Well, I don't know. This was a very enlightening episode. Not one of my favorites so far. Oh, it's not that much. It's only a hundred thousand more. Really? Oh no, wait. No, it's about a million to today. Yeah, definitely, definitely knew it was two commas. Like that's different. That's really different. I don't know, but this really wasn't one of my favorite episodes. It was very yes, enlightening to, to know that there was there was the mafia up in Canada. <laughs> like like I said, like I really thought, like I really thought, like okay, because New York is not really that far, and that's exactly what they were saying. It's like, not absolutely. Uh, I went on a school trip. That's like four hour drive. So it like. I don't know. It's just you always have to be wary about certain things, but I don't know. It wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but I got a lot of information as well. Found out about a wrestler I didn't know too much about and some of Canada as well. The gangster part of Canada. Yeah, that you did not think it existed. I still don't think it exists. Well, they left now, I'm, I'm sure. No, nah, I'm probably still there. You can't just, you just you don't just like leave. Yeah, you just don't leave cigarettes behind. Exactly. Or heroin now. Whatever they're doing up there now. Yeah. It's crazy. Any it's any it's a beautiful place. It is a beautiful place. I need to go. I haven't gone yet. Man. I want to. I haven't gone. But I, I always see pictures. And I'm like, yo, that shit looks fucking awesome. Like, and I always hear good things about there. It's nope. always cold, but it's always nice. I'm okay with the cold. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not that, it's, like I said, it's not that much further from here. So it's not that big of, it's not. Super nah, I heard, I heard it's the difference. <laughs> depending on where you're going, though. True. Like True. Quebec, not too different, but 
Yes, like a ten, like a ten, ten to twenty uh, degree drop, pretty much, depending that's, on time. That's pretty significant, depending on the time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. depends. We should make a cool. Cool. Have you been outside when it dropped ten degrees? It's a big difference. Not uh, to ten degrees. <laughs> ten degree difference. Ten exactly. Degrees. So that's like, still a big difference. From forty to thirty, that's a huge yeah. difference, dude. Oh, of course it is. Of course so it like is. So like, if it's, I'm not so like going much, in December. No, but <laughs> if it's like, let's say if it's like seventy six degrees, eighty degrees over there, it'll be like, if if it's eighty degrees here, we fly over there, and it's only seventy degrees. We're gonna be like, oh, remember when we flew from. New York, where it was hot as fuck, to Vegas, where it was sixty degrees when we landed. Like we were just like, what the fuck is going on? Like it was, it was cool. Like we were just like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was weird times, good times. But um, any last thoughts on the Dino Bravo? Um, it just gave us a a good insight to another wrestling promotion back then. It was another small wrestling promotion who's trying to develop stars, and you know, that's pretty much it. What about you, E? I didn't know much. I didn't know anything about Dino Bravo going into it. So it was very interesting going in open minded and everything. Okay. Next. Next week. Oh, it's David Schultz. So do you guys remember the clip of the guy that smacked the reporter that asked yeah. him was fake? Him. Yeah. Oh. Huh? I watched that. That guy. So I'm really ready to see that shit. You beat the shit out of that. <laughs> two, two fucking flat. Just two. What is wrong with you telling me I'm fake? You almost killed him. Poor guy. That's funny, though. That's funny. That's going to be a good episode. I think it's going to be a good episode. I think, I think so far they've, they've done a really good job this season, um, especially uh, just how they're putting the episodes out and how it's... I mean, they did a great job last season, but... Um, the way they're pacing, the way they're pacing the season, I think it's it's being paced really well. So, yeah, it's a lot of like, okay, good story, good story, interesting story, a lot more interesting, and then like, what do we have next? We have Herb Abrams. I'm not too sure about who that is, but uh, Herb Abrams and the UWF, but yeah. Uh, that's another uh, talking point about what we learned so far. So yeah, I, I really mean, like to see what they're doing season three. Oh yeah, like I, I want them. I want them to go outside of the U.S. a little bit. Like not only the, like other like other because I'm pretty sure there's other shit like in England. Obviously, like I'm pretty sure there's a lot of shit in England, um, and maybe Japan. Like I've said Japan quite a few times already. So like it would be interesting for for that for them to do that and explore those um, other countries. Between that and maybe some small territories as well. Yeah, that'd be great too. Yeah, that's that because they they do explore little pockets a bit, like with the New Jack stuff and like other like how they come up through it. But like if they were to do like a one hour episode about like just the territory itself, that would be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I also want to know about the house that Jeff Hardy had burned. Plus, he didn't have it burned down, but he had a house that burned down. I want to know about that. I don't think that's gonna be. This worthy, but he was strong. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I think this is the end that's of the episode. Whole, that's whole story in itself, yeah, it is. It is. It is. He's he is an enigma, as they say. Like he counts himself as an enigma. So like, yeah. 
um that would be a good i mean like after he retires i think that would be a fucking great episode to do on him but um yeah. yeah yeah fuck baby he could do it after he's out of contract whatever i'm saying once he leave there yeah exactly not, he doesn't um, have to die for that one yeah yeah, I think that's it for the episode. Um, we had some good insight, good talk. Uh, thanks again, guys, for being here and talking. I know you had a little technical difficulties, but um, you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> but um, Why are you being a yeah, I just have to throw it in. I like this song. Stop being a dickhead. Uh, but yeah, huh? What a movie! I have no idea. I just found it on the on the um, button website that I found. I was just like, oh, that's a good one. That's straight. That's made just for fucking cool. But yeah, so you can follow us on Twitter at Pokes and Talk to myself at underscore Mr. Alex 25 underscore um, the other guy at NU underscore K-E-W-L-A tab at on Twitter at um, Anomalous underscore no, Anomalous Fringe. Fringe. Yes. And on Instagram at Anomalous underscore Enigma and Lil E. Langston at World of Bando on Twitter and a bunch of Roman numerals on Instagram. You need to change that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> um, also, Facebook.com slash Pokes and Chokes. Instagram, Pokes Chokes Podcast. Patreon.com slash Pokes and Chokes. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts or Google Music, and uh, Stitcher and Transistor. Uh, thanks again for watching, guys. Thanks again for being here, everyone else. And we'll catch you guys next week for the next episode. Peace out. No. Don't forget to put this one up, motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Oh. Uh.